all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seas studio use promo code overtime in the vivid seats mobile app to save up to a hundred dollars on all ticket purchases and today is going to be a special episode as we do have a guest and the saints did get the victory and our guest this week is chris from the big easy in the big apple how you doing chris i'm doing great andrew thank you for having me on the show and like you said another big win for the saints and they're now 3-0 with teddy bridgewater yeah, it's, it's crazy. Everyone was saying that they were going to go 3-3, three and three and they already got three wins. It's really, they've played really good. And how can they follow you on various Twitter, all that stuff? So on Twitter, you just follow me at Rosvoglu Report, R-O-S-V-O-G-L-O-U Report. And then for Instagram, it's exclusively podcast information. Like I'll put out um, a post when a new episode drops, and that's at Rosvoglu underscore report. So kind of the same thing for both Twitter and Instagram handles. Yeah, really cool. Love following your stuff. I'm so happy that you got the Saints podcast back. I just when you stopped that, I was like, oh, you still did the NFL stuff. That was cool. But now back to the Saints stuff. I'm really excited about that as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was fun doing the NFL, but you know, something about the Saints team, it felt wrong if I didn't uh, focus on them with the podcast again. And so far, they're definitely uh, making me feel happy about that decision. <laughs> yeah, for sure there. Um, so this game here, the Saints did beat the Bucks, 31-24. to The Bucks did score a late touchdown to like kind of make the score close, but the Saints, to me, they played a really good game. They were able to basically win at all, most facets of the game, I'd say. And some really good stuff. Teddy Bridgewater was great. The defense was great. And and the whole team, it was a team win. I think everyone can really say that. So I think we're going to start off with our notes and then move over to our intriguing matchups and then our group-by-group recap as we always do. So starting off with some notes, Teddy Bridgewater with four touchdowns and over 300 yards. Really, what do you think of his play today? Um, I mean, I know I'm going to be stating the obvious here, but this was the best he's looked with the Saints. And I think the most impressive part for Teddy was taking the shots down the field. You know, for the last three weeks, everyone's been saying, why is he not taking the shots down the field? And people were saying, you know what? It's not just that he likes to, you know, value the check down and avoid making mistakes. It just probably wasn't open. And we saw today, took a couple of shots down the field to Michael Thomas. He had that, you know, long touchdown to Ted Ginn Jr. Um, But overall, he had a great game. And if we're talking about the one mistake he made, he threw it a little bit behind Kamar and it turned into a pick. But after that, I thought he was phenomenal. So um, overall, I thought it was his best game as a member of the Saints. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. Four touchdowns. I mean... I mean, for him, he took the shots, as you said, and he was also able to hit the short passes, get in a rhythm, and do a really good job. And then Michael Thomas, what a game he had today with over 180 yards, 11 catches. That was just vintage Michael Thomas, I, I got to say. And I think that was his best game of the season as well. So really, overall, this offense did play really good. For the defense, six sacks, how do you think that the Saints were able to come on six sacks, especially get to Winston, stuff like that? You know, honestly, this game reminded me kind of of last week in Dallas. Um, and we were talking about how, you know, the D-line was so close to getting a sack on Dak Prescott, and they, they didn't really show out until, you know, the second half of the game. 
it just felt like eventually that D-line just wore them out. And we saw in the third and the fourth quarter. I think the fourth quarter, Jameis Winston spent more time on the turf than he did (laughs) actually standing up in the pocket and making throws Mm -hmm. down the field. So, you know, you saw Cam Jordan making plays, Davenport making plays. Um, Even Granderson got in there, had his first career sack, and Rankin's his first sack of the season. Um, But I think it's kind of a mixture of the D-line is just so talented this year, and they also just wore down that Bucs front. Um, It was really fun to watch, though. Yeah, definitely. This If this defense gets going, they get in their rhythm, they're really tough to beat. And then Marshawn Lattimore showed out with Mike Evans with no catches. And that's, again, he's been on a roll these last few games. What do you think he's been able to do to really get to that next level? I think it's kind of like just letting him shadow receiver. It seems to be his type of thing. And some corners just don't adapt to playing zone or uh, it's just not their style. And it seems like Marshawn's just best used when he's in man. So we saw him lock up Cooper last week and he played even better against Mike Evans, who I think most people would agree is a better receiver than Amari Cooper. So that's back-to-back two great weeks for him. And at this point, it kind of seems like the Saints, with the way he's playing, their defense could say, you know what, Marshawn, take out the best receiver on the other team and we'll figure out the rest. And it's probably one of the other reasons that they're getting so much pressure on the quarterback. you you got to take one of your reads away because Marshawn's been playing so well. Yeah, he's just so integral to this team. I don't know where I saw it, but someone said that Marshawn Lattimore, if you take him off this defense, you don't even know where they're going to be because you can just give him one side of the field when he's going right and it's just it's great. He's able to shadow a receiver, take that point out of the game, opens up for more blitzes and stuff like that that just a few quick team stats here that the saints only six penalties today so way down from the last few weeks with like nine penalties 11 penalties the week before that so that was really good they were able to clean that up and then in the red zone three out of four in the red zone and i think that was really big for this team they were able to convert in the red zone which they haven't been able to do we saw some new people in the red zone be able to score jared cook with a big touchdown what do you think this saints team was able to do in this one to get in the end zone and instead of kicking field goals like last week. I think the best thing they did, um, particularly the Jerry Cook play, they found a way to get their best weapons outside and get them in one-on-one situations. I think um, Sean Payton said after in the press conference too, he was yeah. looking for more ways to get Jerry Cook involved. Jerry Cook isn't a great tight end in between the numbers. Um, he's not the best at catching the ball in traffic, but you get him out wide, you get him against a smaller defensive back. We saw him go to work. Um, and I think the other thing the Saints have done, and they did excellent today, with Michael Thomas was just feed him. Just force feed him the ball if you have to because he makes defenders miss. Um, he gets enough separations on those intermediate routes. So I think the best thing that for them was just get the ball in your playmaker's hands, get it in space, and get it in one-on-one opportunities. They really exploited the Buccaneers anytime they played man defense. Yeah, I, I know the Saints didn't score on this play, but it was when Teddy overthrew Jared Cook. He was open in the red zone. And I know Teddy missed him, but Jared Cook completely cooked their DB. I forgot who it was on that play, but he did a really good job to get open, especially in the red zone, which is definitely new for him coming to the Saints and stuff like that. But even with the Raiders, he was good on the outside, able to get to split out and stuff like that. But overall, the Saints really good in the red zone today. They were able to limit the penalties. They were able to really, I think, play a complete game. So that was obviously really good. Before we get into our intriguing matchups and then our group-by-group recap, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dads Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dads Discussion. And now we are going to get into our intriguing matchups and our group-by-group recap in this one. So first with our intriguing matchup we, we have here is Lattimore and Apple versus Chris Godwin and Mike 
Evans. And you got to say that the Saints dominated this matchup for the most part. Chris Godwin did have a big day, but a lot of that wasn't garbage time. His touchdown wasn't oh, one of his touchdowns where it wasn't garbage time. But what do you think that this whole secondary, because it wasn't just the uh, Lattimore and Apple, but I know we touched on it a little before, but what do you think Lattimore, I really think it was a good matchup for him against Mike Evans, but do you think that with Apple and Lattimore playing, where do you think the Saints can really take it to the next level with this defense here? Um, honestly, I think it's hard to tell how much better they can get because I know Jameis Winston isn't the best quarterback in the world, but this might be the best receiving duo they faced the whole season. Godwin and yeah, Mike Evans are such sure. good receivers. Um, and I will notice this, uh, and I, I wrote it down mid-game. Um, first drive of the game for the Buccaneers, they had a pick that was called back because of delay of game. Um, yeah. So that a chance there. Eli Apple had a chance at a pick too, but there was a holding call in the middle of the game. Um, and also Marcus Williams had a chance for a pick. It actually hit him in the face uh, yeah, on that one. That. Yeah. But I think the secondary is playing really well. Now it's just about can you ter- take over the ball and uh, you know force a lot, a couple more turnovers per game because they're in the right spot. Now it's about finishing the play. So I think if that's where they can get better, I think if they can get a couple of more takeaways a game, um, that's where they can get better. But right now with this secondary, with Apple playing you know much better than fans think, Lattimore playing yeah. shutdown football, um, I-, I think they're in really good shape. Yeah, completely agree. I, I do think where they could get better is, especially when they play like the Rams and teams like that in the slot, I think they can get better. And then also, just th- those types of receivers, the speedy receivers, Godwin did beat them today, seven catches, 125 yards, and obviously the takeaways. And I think that you're right, they were put in situations. I feel like we've always had picks and the flags just call it back. I feel like it's happened like five times to us this year, which is, to me, crazy. But I think overall, we I agree, we have played really good. And I, they may not get much better, but I think they're, to get the turnovers would be huge, especially with Teddy Bridgewater, and he's going to go up against some tough defenses coming up, the Bears, Jaguars, and it would be nice to get him in better situations there. Our second intriguing matchup is Alvin Kamara versus the Tampa Bay linebackers. I think these both groups here battled it throughout the game. Kamara had some big plays, especially at the end of the game. I think he kind of wore him down, and then... Linebackers at the beginning of the game were able to stop Kamara. Kamara ended up with 16 carries, 62 yards, and six catches for 42 yards. Not his best game, but when you have Michael Thomas throwing up 11 catches and Jared Cook catching a touchdown, do you think Alvin Kamara did enough in this game, or did, would you like to see more out of him? I think he did enough. I think the one thing the Saints are missing from, uh, you know, when they play a physical team like Tampa Bay that has a nice, you know, front seven, I think you're missing that guy like Mark Ingram who used to soften the defense. Yeah. Then when Kamara comes in, it's just you can't bring him down because, one, you're worn down, and, two, he's just such a, you know, big change of pace. Um, I did notice the Saints were using Latavius Murray a little bit more. He had seven carries today, which I like to see that. I, I hope they get him a little bit uh, more involved in this yeah. offense. But I think Kamara did enough. At the end of the day, Kamara was effective, like you said, late in the game. Um, and, and that's all really all you could ask for. And when you're throwing for 300-plus yards and Kamara wasn't the biggest factor, that just shows how you know diverse this offense could be. Granted, they don't have as many weapons as we'd like them to have. Um, they're still putting up great numbers. They're still putting up 30-plus points. Yeah. I agree with you about Murray, though. Seven carries, a lot of them are at the beginning of the game, and I really liked to see what he was doing there. He was definitely kind of using that what Mark Ingram did last year. He was beating the the defense down, and I think giving him a little more carry, especially late in the game, may help, too. He did have four yards of carry. Kamar had four yards of carry. So the Saints were able to definitely run the ball, especially at the end of the game. That was very good. And then when you're throwing the ball for four touchdowns, 300 yards, you don't need that great running game, as you said. And then our final... Um, intriguing matchup here is Teddy Bridgewater versus 
the secondary, and he just played a great game. You got to give it to Teddy Bridgewater and what he was able to do in this one. He made the right reads for the most part. He was able to throw it deep, and I, I think that also you had to, Taysom Hill come in here. He made a big throw. I think it was just a really good game plan by Sean Payton, and in this one, as I know the Tampa Bay secondary is not good, but I think it was a really big game, as you said before, just for Teddy to, it was his best game as a Saint, and just for him to really get into this offense and do what he has got to do here. And I think, really, do you think Sean Payton made Teddy uh, take those deep shots, or do you think it more was just like Teddy seeing the read and taking it? Because a lot of people were saying this week that Sean Payton should just like tell Teddy to take this shot. So what um. do you think? I think he had it. I, honestly, I, I no disrespect to Tampa Bay's defense, but their their secondary isn't as good as and, let's say yeah, Dallas's so, yeah. is. And Dallas's defense is better. Uh, defense overall is just better. Um, yeah. And then when you're in Seattle, it's raining. It's his first start. You know, coming off that injury, uh, first meaningful start. Why take shots in the you know in a hostile environment, in Seattle, when you know the the ball might get a little slippery yeah. from the rain. So I think it was just a culmination of um, Sean Payton dialed up a couple of more aggressive plays, but Teddy actually had those chances to take. Um, and like you said, Tampa Bay's secondary isn't that good. So I, I think it was all those things coming together and it worked out in their favor. Yeah, got to agree with you. Especially he was able to get at Mike Thomas on the deep balls, which I thought was really good by Sean Payton because usually Mike Thomas is that intermediate route guy, short route, to stretch the ball a little bit to him, give him some space. In, it was because the Tampa was playing a, f a lot of zones, so that was really helpful. Thomas was really good at finding that spot in the zone, so he was able to do that. And Teddy made some great throws today. He he was really great. I mean, there's really nothing else you can say here. It was definitely, I'm not going to say, like, at the level of Breeze. Breeze would have probably done something similar, though. And I think it was he led the Saints to this victory, and you got to give Teddy a lot of credit there. So now we are going to get into our group-by-group -group recap. So basically how we do this is we go through our groups, quarterback, skill position player, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, secondary, special teams, and coaching, and we're just going to grade them. And I think we're just going to get right into it with the quarterbacks, and I'm going to give Teddy an A in this one. I think it was just a really good game by him. He was solid, as we just said. So I think it was pretty A, A-. minus. He did throw that pick, but I think that was more on Kamara because he did drop it. It was pretty clear. But what do you think? Um, Yeah, I'm going to go A. I think... If if I'm gonna you know if I'm nitpicking a minus here and there, but I'll just go a. I thought after the uh, pick they put up a graphic. He was like you know nine for nine and like three yeah. touchdowns, 160 yards, whatever the whatever it might be. He was incredible after that mistake. He, he valued the football. He took his shots when they were there. Um, so I gotta go a. Teddy really had his best game as a member of the Saints. Yeah, it was just to me a great game by him. Nothing really else you could say. Moving over to the skill position group here, and I'm gonna give it a. A minus, B plus. I'm going to go more towards the A minus because, as I usually say, usually I give this group like a B. Usually it's Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and no one else. But the Saints were able to add that extra dimension in this one, which is why I'm going to give them an A minus. Jared Cook, obviously, we talked about it, got the touchdown, was able to convert in the red zone with him. That was really good. Latavius Murray had a few more carries in this one, so that was good. Ted Ginn had the touchdown. So really a lot of great additions to usually the normal two, Kamara and Mike Thomas. So that's why I'm going to give them the extra a minus extra few bump up with the grade there uh, i'm gonna go b plus for the the position group there the skill position group I, I will say this i thought the tight end play was the best we got because you had jared yeah. cook involved like you said and also josh, josh hill, hill got yeah, involved a little bit right yeah. and and i think that's the best thing the saints can do there the reason i'm going b plus is because 
there wasn't so if we take away the Ted Ginn touchdown, which obviously we can, and thank God they did get the touchdown. Yeah. I'm waiting for Traquan Smith to break out, and unfortunately that's he true. suffered another ankle injury. Um, yeah, and that's that's probably what scares me. But I will say this: the tight end group was exceptional. Kamara had, I believe, six catches this game. He was great, and Michael Thomas, yeah. like we said. So I'm gonna go B plus, and my only reason I'm gonna be a little harsh on it is because I'm waiting for another receiver to emerge, and right now it's Michael Thomas, two tight ends, and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. If the Saints got Traquan or they got Ted Ginn more involved, he only had two catches in this one. So I, I do agree with you. If Traquan, he's he was kind of the guy they brought in here to try to get the fix. Also, they brought Jared Cook, I think, to split him out like they did in this game a few times. So I thought that was good. We really saw what the Saints could do with Jared Cook. That's why I just think it was better than what it was the last few weeks. And it was, to me, different than the normal contributors. That was really good. But... Maybe that goes to adding a wide receiver then at the deadline. I'm not. I'm not saying for to get them uh, Stephon Diggs or even a AJ Green, but maybe just a small little role player could really help them in that game as well. So moving over to our offensive line here, and again, I think they played a really good game. Teddy, no sacks. That's really good, and they weren't the best in the rushing, but three three and a half yards a carry. I think. It, especially in the end of the game, it was enough to keep the chains moving and win this game, have a nice compliment to the passing game. So overall, I think they played really good. And you got to look at giving up zero sacks to Shaquille Barrett, who had nine sacks coming into this game, zero today, no hurries, kept Sue at bay as well. And you got to give this offensive line a lot of credit. Taron Armstead, Ryan Ramchak, I think they played a really good game. Yeah, I'm going to give the offensive line, I'm going to be very generous with them. I'm going to give them an A. Like you said, yeah. Shaq Barrett didn't do much. Um, Ndamukong Sue, another force, and Ndamukong Sue actually, um, in my opinion, I know it's a sore subject, kind of destroyed the Saints' defensive line in the NFC Championship game. He had a he really did. big game there. Yeah. Um, Saints kind of neutralized him, uh, and not a sloppy game this time around. Yeah, there were some, yes. you know, there were like one or two delay of games, but it's not like the Dallas drive where, you know, you, you're going down the field, and it's like first and 20, then it's second and 20 or second and 25, and you're like, you know, these penalties are mounting up and really putting you in a tough spot. Um, I thought they were clean. Ramchek neutralized Jack Barrett. Um, and you know what? It's not just Barrett and Adamigan, too. They got Carl Nassib. They do have Devin White, who's a good linebacker, Levante David. They have a good front seven, and the Saints did an amazing job of keeping Teddy upright. And outside of one play where he kind of tweaked his ankle, um, yeah. they kept him clean most of the game. Yeah, they were able to do a really good job. I think that's also why the Saints were, weren't able to throw the deep ball, especially in the Dallas game. He didn't have a lot of time, Teddy. And now he's able to get more time, sit back there, get comfortable, get into a rhythm, and be able to throw. And I think this offensive line, one of their best games of the year, if not the best game of the year. I think they played a great game as well. Moving over to the defense and the D-line. I'm going to give them an A, six sacks. They were able to stop the run relatively well. I think they ended up with four yards of carry. It's not the, their best game and not their worst game. So when you're getting six sacks, they got Winston off a big rhythm, I think, just because he was coming into this game. He was on a tear. This defensive line was able to come in here and six sacks, get him off his rhythm here and do a really good job, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I, I agree a total you know, with that group. Um, overall, the, the best thing I thought um, – with the defensive line too, was the way the fourth quarter went down, and and I said this before, but watching this game, the fourth quarter was just a show out of this defense. We saw Cam Jordan get involved, Davenport get involved, Granderson, um, Sheldon Rankin, someone who I think doesn't get talked about enough, and I really hope over the next couple of weeks all the Saints fans start to realize how important he is. Malcolm Brown yes. has. Oh, yeah. my God, he just eats up double teams. Mm -hmm. He's great in the run defense. 
Um, I, I think this was their, maybe not their best game because they've just been good every single game, so it's hard to pick which yeah. one. Um, but they just throw so many bodies at you. They also have Trey Hendrickson who's injured, so if he comes back, and because he wasn't put on IR, I'm pretty confident that yeah, the Saints big. will have him back in a couple of weeks. Maybe it was just you know a sprained neck or something like that. He'll be back. Um, I, I think this D-line is one of the best in the league. But I do think I don't know if maybe it's not the top best the top D line it's the deepest D line though in football you can't find another defense that can throw six to seven defensive linemen that are all pretty good um, yeah. and New Orleans has that luxury right now yeah they have I mean when you're looking at their D line you're obviously they're led by Cameron Jordan who was able to put up a sack Marcus Davenport has come into his own two sacks today tackle for loss he was able to definitely disrupt Winston especially early in the game as well Malcolm Brown as we said I was gonna shout him out he's been so good huge upgrade over Tyler Davidson of last year he's been amazing Sheldon Rankin's got his first sack Onyemata still put in a good game like that's a solid six guys even Carl Granderson showed out with a sack I mean that's a lot of depth a lot of first round picks a lot of first round talent and I think this again very deep defensive line and I think overall they've been able to disrupt basically any offense that they've played to this point and that continued today against Tampa Bay Moving over to the linebackers, I'm going to give them a B plus, A minus. That's kind of teetering here. I think, look, obviously, Demario Davis, he's been great. Every game, he's been really good. And that's kind of what we're expecting to this point. I think he should be in the Pro Bowl consideration this year. Didn't make it last year. I think probably should make it this year. And then I think Alan, um, AJ Klein and Kiko Alonso, they didn't play bad games by any stretch of imagination, but they're playing their average games. They're not playing this amazing plays here, but they're not doing anything that great AJ Klein did have a tackle for loss that was really good but they honestly they did their jobs they were able to do what they got to do so that was really good I I thought there uh yeah I thought the linebackers I'm gonna go C plus for only uh, there was a couple of plays that kind of alarmed me I think there was a couple screen plays that I really wish the linebackers got out in front on um and then the first touchdown Tampa Bay scored it, it looked like AJ Klein didn't drop deep enough into his zone so I think that's something they have yeah. to fix um on the flip side, though, they, there was that drive where I know Tampa Bay did score, and I believe they made it 21-14. to 14 or um, Yeah. Yeah, I believe 21-14 to 14 at the time. Yeah. And Davis swatted a pass. A.J. Klein swatted a pass. Yeah. So there were actually really good moments from the linebacking corps. I just think they need to get a little bit better as a unit because I thought the secondary was good and the D-line was great. So if Davis and that linebacking group can get going, and I know, like you said, Davis is unreal every single game. If Klein could be a little bit better and Alonzo could play a little bit better, um, I think this linebacking corpse is going to be fine. But for today, I'll give them a C plus. Yeah, they're you know what I've just kind of like with my grading, I've been able to just like AJ Klein. He's never going to be good against the pass. He hasn't been good since he's been on the Saints. He wasn't really good when he he was on the Panthers either. And same with Kiko Alonzo. So to me, they put up their average games in my opinion. They always they always are not the best against the pass. I think that's why the Saints they miss Anzalone a lot, and I think that was a pretty big loss because he was really fast, was able to definitely guard running backs and tight ends, was able a little better against the pass. But I think overall that. I think they played an average game to their standards, maybe a little above average because Demario Davis had another just outstanding game above his usual average. So to me, these linebackers, they're they're doing their job. They're obviously not taking down the defense. They're not hindering any other play by the secondary or the defensive line. Moving over to the secondary, again, I think they played a very good game. I'm going to give them an A, A- minus because at the end of the game, they did get a little, they got beat a little bit, but that's kind of because you're playing not per- I guess prevent defense is kind of what you're playing here and the Saints I think overall no catches for Evans Godwin did have a big game that's kind of where I bring down my grade but it didn't beat them by any stretch of the imagination 
Um, Williams almost had the pick. I think Bell played another good game. And also Chauncey Garner-Johnson starting to get a few snaps and starting to see his name a few times. But nickel defense, I thought that was also really good as well. Yeah, I'm going to go with a B for the secondary. I thought the secondary was pretty sharp. The only thing... Um, that on Akamon is just the end of the game. I, I kind of hate when they play prevent defense just yeah, because so it seems like they let them in the end zone every single time. Uh, yeah. But I thought, you know, Lattimore, individual grade per se, he was obviously an A+. But Lattimore yeah. was good. Eli Apple's been very underrated right now. And I mm-hmm. think you brought it up. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's getting a couple more snaps, which is nice. They're clearly acclimating him uh, into their system. And you know, never know. By the end of the year, he might have an even bigger role. Um, I think the one thing the Saints need to fix, and that's really it, is just focusing for all 60 minutes. And I'm not going to really harp on it because the game seemed over at that point, but they were efficient. If you shut down Mike Evans and Chris Goblin has a day, you can live with it. I think you can. Um, So I think that would be the only thing because it's not like the tight ends for Tampa Bay did anything. They have two good tight ends. So um, I'm going to go B for the secondary. I thought they were great. I just wish they kind of uh, finished the job. But other than that, sensational day. Yeah, it's that. That's the only. It's basically every game. I feel like they're they don't play the full. It's like when you get into that two minutes, they just like they shut down. It's I don't understand it. Obviously, I think it has something to do with the Minnesota Miracle, probably and stuff like that. And also, Dennis Allen's play calling to me is a little shoddy at that time, as well. But I mean, it's the end of the game. They were up by two touchdowns, so I can't like blame them. But when you're giving up touchdowns with like a minute twenty left, it's not good. You know, I think they were kind of probably out of the game thinking about how they were going to celebrate in the locker room. But I think overall, defense played well, and I think they were able to stop this Bucks team for most of the game. And then moving over to the special teams, I, I think this was probably the worst unit of the Saints, how they played today. I think you obviously had Deontay Harris almost really mess up this game big time, had a muff punt that the Saints were able to rece- uh, recover, but still, that's not good. He messed messed up on a play where the Saints lost. He didn't fair catch it, so he lost about 20 yards or, or so, 15, 20 yards of field position. But I'm going to give them B minus B. I, I think nothing bad didn't help them lose the game, but Deontay Harris's play was definitely not good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a C here because yeah. it, it, it actually stinks because Will Lutz, Will Lutz made all his kicks. I know he didn't have a yeah. you know a long field goal, long but, kick, but he made his one field goal. Uh, he made all four extra points, which is all you could ask. So he was perfect on the day. Um, but Deontay Harris, and I think the frustrating part about Deontay Harris is clearly once he catches the ball, he's off to the races. He'll get them into good field position. It's just he's not doing the simple part. He's just not catching the football. Um, so if he can get past these issues, and I and I bet the Saints could, and I commend the Saints for keeping him out there. It's showing that they have a lot of confidence in him, and they know how dangerous he could be as a returner. Um, that you know he can really add a new element to this team. But two fumbles, and on back-to-back punts, uh, not good because if the Saints, let's say, gave up that ball and they said it wasn't a clear recovery, so yeah. that's fine, whatever. If Tampa yeah. Bay gets that ball, you never know. Momentum swings into their favor. Um, but that's the only thing. I would say he's got to fix the fumbles. The good thing is it's something that you can easily fix. Um, yeah. It's not like they have no good return at all. It's just this kid has to catch the ball first and then go. He looks like he's trying to move before he even gets the football. Um, so I'm going to go see for that unit. Yeah, if if that game was closer and it was more of a field position game, like the game against Dallas or the game against the Seahawks, that could have been a bigger issue and it could have maybe cost us the game or whatever, but it ended up not being a big deal. So he's going to have time to fix it, hopefully. And I think if the Saints were to play a really big game in the playoffs and they needed someone to just catch the ball, I'd probably bring Kamara just to make sure that you got the ball and you were able to bring Breeze or whoever the quarterback is at that point out back on the field. 
So our last category here is going to be the coaching. I think Sean Payton did a very good job in this one. I think Dennis Allen put up a nice game plan as well. I'm going to give it an A- here. I think they did play a good complimentary football, and overall it was one of their better team wins of the season. So what do you think? Um, I'm actually going to be really generous. I'm going to say A-plus for one reason. I think every time we were thinking, oh, no, you know, the Saints That's are losing true. momentum, uh, they found different ways to do it. So there was a point where the Buccaneers cut it to seven and the offense needs to drive. And what happens? They dial up a beautiful drive to go down the field. And Michael Thomas breaks a couple of tackles and scores there. Um, and I believe on that same drive, we had Alvin Kamara throw a pass. So it was plays yes. like that where Sean Payton, you know, he he, he, say, he was saying, um, I'm going to throw everything at you. And there's no way Tampa Bay even thought for a second Alvin Kamara is going to throw a pass to Josh Hill, but he did, and they got the first down. Um, I also like the way they used Taysom today. Um, they used him on a couple of run plays, and then they realized, you know what? Tampa Bay is in a Zoom or doing another zone read. Let him throw it right there, and he throws about like a 15-yard strike down the field to Michael Thomas. Um, I thought Sean Payton did an excellent job today. The offense was fluid. Um, maybe they had a couple of times in the third quarter where they were stale, um, but other than that, and another great coaching job by, in my opinion, the coach of the year through the first five weeks. Yeah, I think he's been great. I mean, you got to give it to Sean Payton, who was able to gal- galvanize this team to be 3 0 with Teddy Bridgewater's obviously really big. And yeah, they were able to stop momentum by the Buccaneers a few times in this game. And I think you had a few really good drives, good play calls. I think De- Dennis Allen was able to do a lot of good stuff, getting blitz and stuff like that. That was really good. But you have any final thoughts on this game here? Um, Yeah, I would say this. I think. With the way the Saints played today out of all three games, something about this one impressed me the most, and I think it was um, maybe their most complete game. I know the Seattle game, uh, the stat sheet will say offense, defense, and special teams played well, but it was really defense stepped up, special teams stepped up, and the offense filled in their spots when they needed to. This one was defense finished strong in the fourth quarter. The offense was good throughout almost every single quarter. Um, and there was never a point in the game where it seemed like the Saints were losing hope or they didn't have control. They had control of this game almost throughout all of it. Um, and I- I'll put it this way. I know they only have a one-game lead right now in the NFC South because the Panthers are you know, actually playing pretty well under Kyle Allen and they're finding their rhythm. The way the Saints are playing football right now, they're going to be a tough team to beat, and, and they continue to show us that they're not a one-trick pony. And although they're obviously better with Breeze, this is a football team that can beat you in a lot of different ways, and when they get number nine back, they're just going to be that much harder to beat um, in the coming weeks. Yeah, a really nice team win, and if when they get Breeze back, now he's throwing, I don't know what size of football it was, obviously it wasn't in the NFL, but he was still throwing a football the other day. I mean, when they get him back, the sky's the limit for this team. I really, they are a very complete team, they're, they have the depth. And they look like they got the swagger. It looks like they're over the all the stuff that's happened the last two years. So I think this game really showed complete another complete win. It looked like the offense was kind of back on track, throwing the throwing the ball down the field, and it looked like kind of old Saints football like we're used to here with Drew Brees at the helm. So overall, really good game by the Saints. And now they'll have to go on the road against the Jaguars, and they'll go on the road again against the Bears. I think this is going to be another test for Teddy and this team to probably win in another different way and try to see what they can do against two solid football teams in the Jaguars and Bears. But I did want to say thank you to Chris for coming on for this episode, this recap, and really love all your content and can't wait for all that stuff in the future. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me on and uh, can't wait to do it again. Have a couple more Saints recaps as hopefully they continue to pile on wins this season. Yeah, love those Victory Mondays for sure. It always always nice waking up Monday morning knowing that the Saints 
got the victory. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?